Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of It's Worth Living. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of It's Worth Living. Our new topic for today is Optimal Health, Food is Thy Medicine. Uh, as we promised all of you to, uh, today, we're going to have a special guest. So we'll get to that in just a second. As usual, it's great to be with you all this uh, today. Um, as Pete had mentioned earlier, um, we do have a special guest. But before we begin, um, remember that this month of October, we'll be discussing health. And why is health so important? And why is this a topic that um, we would like to bring for the whole month of October? And so before we begin uh, this uh, segment, I wanted to share a uh, quote that would tie in with what um, we'll be discussing uh, today. And it says, against every transgression of the laws of life, nature will utter her protest. She bears abuse as long as she can, but finally the retribution comes and it falls upon the mental as well as the physical powers. Mm -hmm. Nor does it end with the transgressor which is important. It says the effects of his his or her indulgence are seen in his or her offspring. And thus the evil is passed down from generation to generation. All right. Very powerful to me. It's not just affecting you, mm -hmm. but those that are behind the second and third generation mm -hmm. that are affected. And if someone does not, um, cut that or, or break that curse, mm -hmm. it will continue on. And you see the travails of this life of health. If health is not taken seriously, um, what happens is now others are affected. Yeah, that explains why your doctors, when you go to the doctor, they ask you if you're, anybody in your family, grandparents, uh, great-grandparents have had any type of health concerns that you may inherit. Mm -hmm. Because and and the funny thing is, it's not so much that they had it, but they still treat you. They they take care of you just the same way. They feed you the same thing, things they thought was better. Even if they had a massive heart attack, a massive heart issue, they still feed you the same way. And then now you inherit the same thing. So and that's the reason I guess some people use uh, their family as the as the scapegoat to say, oh yeah, it, it runs in my family. Topic, a topic that we've talked about a couple of times. Yeah, hereditary. We, we've always heard that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, before we begin, we just want to share again, we have a special guest. Um, I just want to share my personal testimony with, with our guest. Um, he has been a great help um, to me in my life. As I shared last um, episode um, in regards to my ailment and my journey. And as I went through this journey, it was because of this special guest that um, honestly has been blessed um, by God um, with the information uh, that he shared with me. And I honestly believe that, you know, in our lives, when we go through trials and tribulations, that God places people in our lives um, for at the right time. Mm -hmm. And so our guest tonight is um, Dr. Banda Cordrington. He is someone that has been, like I said, not only helpful to me, uh, but so many other people. And we wanted to bring him today on today because we know that he has um, 
great information that he can also share um, with you all. And I hope that um, what he shares will be useful, will be helpful. And I also encourage you to also share this information with other people because they will, they too will be blessed. And so here we have Dr. Banda. All right. Hello, Dr. Banda. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's oh, a pleasure. It is. Now, uh, with your information, now we will start with this first question. We have this uh, this individual who sent us a message on Facebook about uh, the healthy eating because the last episode we talked about optimal health and uh, you know and, and uh, our journey which focused on how we became plant based. Now, this person said they're vegetarian. Can you? Can you enlighten the audience as to what is the difference between um, being a vegetarian and plant-based? That's a very good question. Let me just separate between vegetarianism and plant-based. I think the best way to describe these two separate issues, plant-based are people who eat only plant, but there are some that can be vegetarian, but they still add some animal products to their diet. Mm -hmm. That's the main difference. But all in all, I don't want to say that plant-based is less or vegetarian is better or is not better, but the bottom line is quality of food is the one that is very important. Mm. Let me start by saying this. I want to acknowledge the quotation that you read in the beginning, mm -hmm. that when we break the laws of health, we are breaking, we are, it's, it's at the expense of our physiology. Mm. Now, if I had this idea, understanding of health when I was growing up as a young man, I could have done things differently. Let me give you an example. Right now, people who were born earlier than 70s, maybe in the 60s, 50s, and young men that are born after the 70s, the sperm count has dropped dramatically about 50%. Mm. But not only that, but the offspring that comes to this generation, they are coming with a lot of toxins, both employed from their father and employed from their mother through the genetics. That makes our children that are born today much, much less healthier than the ones their parents were born in. Wow. Now, I am meeting a lot of young people that are preparing to start a family. I've always advised them that they need to begin detoxifying their body a year before they get married to have an offspring so that they can remove the toxins and keep them at bay. Mm. Genetics load the gun, but lifestyle pulls the trigger. Mm -hmm. Every child that is born today, they have almost 300 different chemicals that are not supposed to be in the body, but they are born in them. 
That's an estimate. That's at by average. Now, asking me, the plant based pretty much is the best because we are created from dead. Mm-hmm. We came from the soil. The way God created us is that everything we need in our body is put in the soil. And the plant organizes it. And we eat the plant. But there are certain things that are not in the soil. For example, air, sunlight. Those things, we got to get them from outside. So even we are eating a very good diet, if we don't have enough vitamin D, we don't get the whole spectrum of light, which of course food composes of one third of our energy. Two thirds of our energy comes from light. That spectrum of light is very important. So if you are eating a plant-based or you're eating a vegetarianism, those components are good, but they only form one third of what you need. There are other uh, about seven elements that you need. Good sleep, pure water, air, sunshine, exercise, and also trusting in divine power. That means to be calm and restful, considering others as you consider yourself. These make up a whole spectrum that makes us more healthier. That is, that is very insightful. Uh, but I have a question. Um, I know someone who's having trouble conceiving uh, and uh, granted that the wife has diabetes uh, and, you know, the man, as as much as we we can tell, he is healthy. Um, What could be the issue and how do you think they could, uh, what what are some of the steps they could take to resolve that issue? All right. That's a good question. Thank you for asking. Do you have enough time on this podcast for me to <laughs> analyze that question as much as I could go into it? Well, we have some time. Hopefully, the audience will stick around to listen. <laughs> or if we have to break it down, if we have to break it up in another session, we'll do that too. If you have that time, Doctor Van, more than happy to. Yeah. All right. Now, when it comes to conceiving, if the wife is diabetic, I would advise that they need to get um. To resolve that diabetes. Diabetes is not a disease, it's just a lifestyle problem. Mm-hmm. Changing the eating habits will definitely resolve diabetes. It only takes three three weeks and be diabetic free. Really? Yeah, when you change your eating habits. Wow. It's not secret. I mean, they used to tell us that diabetes is, you just have to depend on medicine to do it. No, that's not true. Huh. In my lifetime, I've seen people who have been 25 years diabetics. Within a month, they are no more diabetics. They have no more sugars. They have they are processing their glucose properly. I can give you an example. There was a guy in Canada who called me. I never seen him. I've not seen him. I, I only talked to him on the phone. One morning, after I gave him the protocol that he needs to follow, how he should eat, one morning he called me and said, Doc, my blood sugar is 13. Should I go to the emergency room? I said, no, you don't. How do you feel? 
He said, I feel fine. I'm coming from walking. I said, why should you go to the emergency room? <laughs> then I, I, he said, because my sugar is... I said, now you are not using glucose to fuel your body. That means your body has reached a flexibility point where you are using your own fat, turn it into ketones as a fuel. Once you reach that point, definitely you have a clear mind. You good? Keep, keep going. Yeah, you have a clear mind and your body is working the way it needs to. So, let's come back to conceiving. Most of the people that are failing to conceive, whether it is a woman or it is a man, they are not producing enough egg, I mean, a mature eggs and mature sperm that are strong to fertilize. It could be a man that has weak sperm that cannot swim. It could be a woman that is producing infertile eggs. The real reason why it is like that is nutritional deficiency. One, it could be zinc deficiency. Two, it could be vitamin D deficiency. Three, it could be magnesium. Because magnesium plays an important role in the body to signal the way how the cells could communicate and how they should function in their own cell. Zinc is one that really enhances reproduction. And we know for sure, based on research, the zinc in the soil has depleted. Magnesium is depleted. So even if we eat good food, we don't know where that food is grown if we are not growing it ourselves. Hmm. So the people that, I mean, the, 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 the couple that is trying to work this, they have work to do. I'm glad that they're not conceived. Now they can take a good approach to detoxify themselves and put more nutrition in their body so that the offspring they have is a healthy offspring that is going to really grow and thrive in this environment we are in now. Wow. So to piggyback from the title, mm -hmm. food at the end of the day, for the physio physiological aspect of life, mm -hmm. food is medicine. Yes, definitely. Food is medicine. No, let's say, let's let's take the fact. Okay. You don't have a headache because you didn't take Tylenol. Mm -hmm. You you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Mm -hmm. You don't have a headache because you did not take Tylenol. There has to be something that happens in your body. Then what we need to do is to go back to see. What does the body need to resolve the headache? But meanwhile, you can use medicine to minimize the pain of the headache while you are resolving the cause of that headache. So you don't take medicine forever. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That makes, it makes sense. A lot yes. of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So we have to. So rather than just treating the symptom, we have to go back and ascertain the cause. Yes. Okay. That's that's. That's what really the key is. So now, if some... Go ahead. Um, if we don't ascertain the cause, we're going to take medicine forever. For example, people take medicine for blood pressure. People take medicine for diabetes. What they are doing is they are just treating the symptoms. Mm. But they need to go beyond taking medication, begin to build the body back so it can function on its own without the medicine. Okay, mm. that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. 
so what would you say to an elderly who feels that you know they have they have lived a you know fairly good life but now they're starting to feel uh as if the body's uh giving up little by little uh not to say it's not even that they feel sick it's just some days they just feel tired yes yeah it's very it's that's an important question i really appreciate you asking that question what we really need to understand is as we age our intake of nutrients begin also to decrease so what we get by when we are young might not be good enough to get by when we get older mm. and even in the way how our bodily functions work they reduce in the capacity of working i will always i always that food is not good until you assimilate those nutrients and take them to the destination of the cell mm. It's not old age, I would say, that really makes them not feel better. It means that the symptoms they have neglected over the years are coming to a threshold. I always give an example that Moses was 120 years. They didn't kill him on a stretcher to go up the mountain. He climbed there and he didn't (laughs) die with stretches of tubes around his nose because it's failing to breathe. God allowed him to sleep. And I do believe that if we follow the laws of health, definitely we will go fall asleep one day when we reach our age and fall asleep and go to sleep that way. So what you are saying is that the elderly who is really feeling bad, let's go back and look at what is he doing and not doing that could enhance his or her health. Mm-hmm. In my work, I've worked with pretty much older people. There's a lady that goes to our church. She's 93 years old. Mm-hmm. She's still driving. Wow. She has a driver's license. She drives. I mean, last week we were talking. She got a ticket because of speed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, we talk every day. She's as sharp as anybody else. 93 years. So, not feeling better, I just want to encourage out there people who are listening. Our sickness is not a sign of ODA, it's a sign of a violation of the laws of health. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, at the end of the day, age is nothing but a number. Basically. <laughs> age is nothing That's, but a there's number. Truth in, there's truth in that. Yeah, yes. We definitely agree. So, Dr. Vander. We just wanted to ask you a question, and I'm sure some of the listeners want to know because you shared some um, important um, parts in regards to health and living um, uh, in optimal health. So if you don't mind sharing with us, why um, has health been so important to you and um, um, why is it, uh, you know, through your journey, if you've had any, any experiences uh, of any sort, you know, uh, why is it so important to you to share, and and, and what is it that you think? Um, why why do you think that it's so important for you to help others um, see the importance of their health? Yes, that's. Thank you so much for asking. That's a good question. You know, when I came to United States of America at age twenty two, I was health and fit. Mm. It was the first time definitely I was exposed to 
processed food. I indulged in that processed food. Then I started driving a truck over the road, truck driver. Mm -hmm. I ate every American food that you can think of. But because of my upbringing as a young man, a Christian, where we believe in health message, Mm -hmm. when I came to the end of my rope, I remember the last time I got on the scale, I was 297 pounds. I could not wear shoes that you need to bend down and tie your shoelaces. I only wear shoes that you just slip in your feet and go out. Last time, I wore a suit that I bought I could not fit in Hmm. because I was too big for it. Then I knelt beside my bed one night. I said, this is enough for me. Lord, if you will heal me, I will speak to everybody that would listen to me. That's my journey for health started. I remember very well, I did mean nuggets, health nuggets, whatever I see. The first six months of changing my eating habits all i stopped eating was anything that is sweet i cut off sugar then i cut off meat but i had trouble to quit eating chicken because that time chicken you know walmart had consolidated their stores and started selling food Mm -hmm. and if you notice walmart was putting that chicken by the door you come in (laughs) yes as soon as you are in the parking lot, you could smell that chicken. <laughs> it took me almost a year for me to shed the chicken off. Hmm. Then I went out of plant-based. And I went out of half raw food, half cooked food. From that time, as I went on, my health changed. changed. The only thing that I didn't have suffered from was diabetes. You tell high blood pressure. You talk about heart disease. I mean, chronic pain, insomnia, GERD, acid reflux. All those were in me. Mm. But once I changed that, I become a living example to those people I met. For example, definitely when I see, even when I see a child sitting in front of me, I totally know the problem, whether it is mental illness or it is nutritional deficiency. I can tell you distinctively, 95% of the children I see with behavior problems, it's nutritional deficiency. It's not mental health. Wow. Repeat that again. Repeat that again for the listeners. Mm -hmm. 95% of it is what? Because, you know, we have lots of people who have children. It's nutritional deficiency. Well, Dr. Banner, that's, you know, this information you're sharing, it's very insightful. It's, It's heavy. So please elaborate for us a little bit more in regards to what you just shared with the 95% of it being nutritional deficiency rather than mental. And um, yeah, just share with us a little bit. Yeah, uh, what I meant by 95%, literally, I would say one in every 10 children that have presented to me for assessment and treatment in mental health is just nutritional deficiency. Let me explain about this. For example, if the child is anxious, 
just go back. What is the food that the child is eating? Mm-hmm. Or else you can just start eliminating. What makes people anxious? They're not producing enough serotonin. So they become more critical. They become fearful. Mm-hmm. Try to add magnesium to them. Where do you get magnesium from? It's vegetables. That green pigment is magnesium. Or else, put them in Epsom salt bath, then see what is going to happen. Change the food. Even analyze the food they are eating. Are they eating food that will raise their magnesium level? It would raise their zinc level. It would raise... Um, are they playing in the sun during the day where they can make vitamin D? If those things are not adequate, you don't see they're coming in play, resolve those solutions. You'll notice that they may not need even medicine for them to go ahead and do things. These are things that we as parents, we can do at our home, trying to help our children. You know, they say an apple doesn't fall far away from an apple tree. (laughs) Most of the children, they learn their eating habits at home. (laughs) So we parents, we need to think seriously, what are we feeding our children? Do we take them to McDonald's every day? Even McDonald's now is understanding that they need to prepare good food that will nourish the body. Otherwise, they won't get customers because they are learning. So you just need to know what is the right food for my child. You know, you can have four children in your home. Not all of them will respond to the food the same way. Mm-hmm. That's individuality. So you got to learn to do these things. Food should be our medicine. Should, food should help us to grow into healthy beings. beings. Mood variability. It's not efficiency. Our brain is supposed to work one in sympathetic nervous system, then it moves back to parasympathetic nervous system. Bilateral movement is the way how God made us. But if we are stuck in a sympathetic nervous system because we don't have enough omega-3 fatty acid, we don't have enough vitamin D, we don't have enough zinc, we don't have enough magnesium, definitely we are not going to have an even temperate. Mm. We're going to become irritable. We're going to have moodness because we are stuck in a sympathetic nervous system. I'm sure I'm talking about language, sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. This is where we get our temperament. People that are calm, collective, they think, they plan, they execute plans. They're operating from the parasympathetic nervous system. People just jump in, bled out, (laughs) and one day to another, they're doing something else. They're operating in the sympathetic nervous system. But now, here's the thing. All these sections of the brain are connected to our gut. (laughs) So what is happening in our gut is controlling what is happening in our system, in our brain. Yeah. Heavy stuff. (laughs) But important things that we all need to know. And so I'm hoping that our listeners that are listening, you're taking notes. um, And it's not only for your children, but it's it's also for you. If you're suffering from any of the things that we just mentioned, that Dr. Bennett just mentioned, 
look at what you're eating. What do you put in your body? Because if it's not medicine, then I guess what else is it? Poison? Basically. <laughs> and I, I actually do refer to a lot of these things as poison. Yeah. I say that because um, if you're not doing the, you know, the magnesium and the healthy part to really fix your health, the alternative is poison because the medication that your doctor prescribe you is basically a, filled with a cocaine, heroin, all these things that they're taking off the market for people not to sell in the streets. They put it in a, in a, in a facility and they put them together, do their combination, and then they give it to you. They say, here, that's going to fix your problem. So alternatively, it is poison because you get addicted to it. You get sick from it. If it if it doesn't if it could fix it could show that it's fixing one thing and it gives you another thing you know that side effect so it it, it becomes a, a chain reaction from one thing to another. But anyway, I know Dr. Benda, you you basically put a lot of knowledge on us right right there today. And uh, before we we even say okay, let's wrap up. I know a lot of people could really find that to be overwhelming and they may have multiple issues going on and they feel that, okay, you know what? That's a lot of knowledge. That's a lot of information. I don't know how to manage all this thing. How would you uh, advise them to begin just the first first three few steps to get them started on a good path to healthier lifestyle? Yes. Thank you. That's a very good question, but let me go back. I mean, talk about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Medicine have saved lives. We know that, but there are certain medicine too that when you stay on them too long, they can shorten your life. Mm-hmm. Those are the medicine we say that you don't need to stay long. In the journey, if you are taking any medicine, I don't want you to leave this podcast saying that okay, I'm gonna drop all my medicine. Oh no, 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 no. you don't. Stop taking the medicine without talking to your physician. Mm-hmm. You continue taking your medicine, mm-hmm. but include lifestyle changes. I always say that lifestyle changes are progressive. Start where you are. If you are drinking, let's say you are smoke. Let's say you are drinking uh, two bottles of soda every day. Why not cut in half? A day, just eat, drink one. You do that for seven days. Then you say, okay, I'm going to drink every other day. Mm-hmm. You start slowly. Mm-hmm. If you're not eating vegetables right now, try to incorporate one vegetable in your life every month. You explore one new vegetable. Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, you're going to see that you are moving far away. You're eating three or four, four more, five vegetables that you are familiar with and you love them. Drink water. If you don't drink water, start slowly drinking water. Make sure you're eating wholesome food. Get some trace minerals to go. Even if you eat meat, you eat. Try to cut slowly so that you can move into healthy eating. Mm -hmm. The other thing that you need to do is sometimes we eat one meal throughout the day. The best thing to do is schedule your meals properly. Three meals a day, you schedule them five hours apart. Mm -hmm. 
If you are not sleeping well, plan to take like Epsom salt bath in the evening so you can come down so you can sleep throughout the day. We have sleeping apps. Make sure you are going into deeper sleep because it is in deeper sleep that the body regenerates. Mm -hmm. So you are resting at night. When you get up in the morning, you are refreshed. Mm -hmm. You see, if you are constipated, drink some water. You know, drink more water. Take more magnesium. Eat more vegetables. Increase fiber so that you can move these things that are staying in your digestive system quite long and begin to purify the body. Don't get overwhelmed. Start from where you are. Make the changes that you're comfortable with. But don't stay there. Mm. Keep moving. Mm. Exercise is very important. Don't exercise after you've eaten. Exercise before you eat. Drink water 30 minutes to an hour before you eat so that, that you've you got enough fluid in your body to help you make these gastric juices that could digest the food. These are just simple things that you don't need a doctor or you don't need to be in school for 26 years to know them. You can also get very, I mean, benefit. There's a lot of information out there. If you are in pain, okay? if you are struggling with pain, if you have diabetes, you have heart, heart disease, increase, change your diet. Don't eat. I mean, stop eating processed foods. If you eat every day, like I said, cut one thing at a time. Because if you just cut everything at one day, okay, I'm just going to eat health food one day. Uh, my brother and my sister, I don't have to lie to you. You got it going to... There are some people that do that, but not everybody can do that. Mm -hmm. We need to be comfortable with where we are and then take another step to where we need to be. Amen to that. Very powerful thoughts. Very powerful. Um, as for our listeners, Pete and Dr. Ben, I'm sure everyone is like, wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this I, is heavy, but it's very vital and very important. Oh, I can't thank you enough because um, we, we talk about these things every day to friends, family, neighbors, yes. and even, even strangers when we meet them. And sometimes it takes some time to sink in. And, you know, when we started this podcast, we wanted to make sure that people really get as much information as they needed for a healthy living. And, you know, because a lot of people don't realize how much, how life, how important life is. So we yes. wanted to emphasize that it is worth living through the different steps you take through life. And you basically just put the cherry on top for us because this was uh, an incredible um, uh, chat we had today. Yeah. So unless if you have anything else you want to add, we would be more than happy to hear it. Otherwise, we'll be getting ready to go. Yeah, and and as you said, Doctor Bander, for everyone listening, it's never too late to start, mm -hmm. and it's never too early to begin. Yeah. Um, so always think about as we started at the beginning of um, this podcast when we shared um, the quote: "Not only um, is your lifestyle going to affect you, but it also affects the next generation." So let's always exactly. keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to leave, you know, I don't know if Dr. Ben has anything else to share. Um, no, no, you go ahead next time when we have this chance. Yes. That's another thing, too. We definitely want you back because mm -hmm. this is a, a, a to be continued. Definitely. <laughs> uh, um, segment. But uh, I shared this, you know, in the beginning part of our health um, um, segment for the month. And I want to leave, you know, in regards to food and medicine. 
And it says food that we eat turns into blood. Mm-hmm. The blood feeds the brain. The brain houses the mind. The mind holds your thoughts. Your thoughts create your action. Mm-hmm. Actions repeated form your habits. Your habits develop your character. And your character determines your destiny. Amen. Powerful, powerful. All starting from food. So I just, I hope to, you know, all of our listeners remembering, as as the title said, food is thy medicine. Um, Please take the time. You heard from what Dr. Ben had shared. Um, Steps, remembering that lots of the things that we suffer from, uh, look at the deficiencies that we may have in nutrition. And again, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask. Um, for us, myself and Doc, you know Pete and Dr. Ben, we're always learning. Mm-hmm. We're always growing. So don't ever think that um, you know we don't know it all. We're still learning. So we're all in the same race. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we want to complete the race um, and bring others along with us. So yeah. again, thank you. Definitely. And... Um, you know, if you have a question, just like a couple of people who reached out to us this past week, feel free to reach out on Facebook, Instagram, or uh, Twitter, uh, or email. As a matter of fact, if you if you reach out to us with any questions, comments, anything that you would like for us to cover, please feel free to do that. Uh, and just remember, as always, I am remarkably made. You are remarkably made. We're all remarkably made. And therefore, it's worth living. Thank you.